Good morning. It is Monday, October the 16th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call, beginning this week in a prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, Are You Paying Attention or Playing at Religion? Our text is Acts chapter 10. This is our 10th week in this season of Acts of the Apostles. We got 10 of 14 chapters this time. So we're five weeks away. Our text, of course, is chapter 10, verses 1 through 8. Today, hear now the word of the Lord. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius! Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? he asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. Cornelius was a centurion. A centurion was a living symbol of the power of the Roman Empire and the enforcer of its unsettling peace. Remember the centurion who came to Jesus, asking for Jesus to heal his servant. Remember the centurion at the cross. They were the enforcers of the Roman occupation. For a devout Jew, a centurion would probably rank just below a traitorous tax collector on the most hated list. Cornelius, to be clear, as a God-fearer, was exceptional. A God-fearer was, for all practical purposes, a common-law Jew. They observed the Jewish laws and customs. 
but were not converts to Judaism because they were not circumcised. Now, something massive is about to happen. The doors to the kingdom of Jesus are about to open wide to the ends of the earth. In today's text, we are witnessing the early movements of an epic awakening. I want us to notice something about such movements of the Holy Spirit. When God is about to do something significant, He often gives the vision or pieces of the vision to many people. Next, He begins introducing those people to each other. That's certainly the story with today's text. The Holy Spirit gives instruction through a vision to Cornelius, a Roman Gentile, to send for Peter. Tomorrow we will witness the vision given to Peter. The day after that, the visions will come together into a catastrophic epiphany of amazing grace. In the kingdom of God, as in the body of Christ, no one gets the whole picture. Everyone gets a piece to contribute or a part to play. The young see visions, the old dream dreams. No one can take credit. It's too big for that. Everyone finds themselves generously sharing in the glory of God. Now, there are three keys to getting in on the action. First, you have to obey without having the whole picture, and even if it doesn't make perfect sense to you. Second, you must humble yourself to submit to others and the portion of the vision they carry. Third, you must be patient to let the vision unfold in its own sequence and time frame. In closing today, let's be clear on this. God speaks to people. It is normal. It happens all the time. What we have been seeing in these last chapters of Acts is normative in the kingdom of Jesus. The ascended Lord owns the whole chessboard and can move any player piece he sees fit to move, willingly or unwittingly. He is looking for witnesses, people who belong to him, to give them assignments. Are you awake to this reality? Are you ready? Cornelius was not yet a follower of Jesus, but he held all the bona fides of a true God-seeker. He was not playing at religion. He was paying attention. It's the only way to get in on the action. No matter who you are or where you are, Jesus wants you in on the action. He wants to bring you into his vision for the transformation of all things, starting right where you are. So, at the risk of offending you, are you paying attention? Because if you're not, chances are you're still playing games. The Prayer of Transformation Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness 
and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father, Amen. And the question, do you now or have you ever found yourself in the midst of a work of God you knew was much larger than the part you were seeing or participating in? Have you met others who were also carrying the same vision, just in a different version? So, how about now? Are you paying attention? And for our hymn today, we're going to sing number 107 in our seedbed hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. Number 107 is, Ask Ye What Great Thing I Know. There's four verses. It's a short one. It's upbeat. We're going to keep the pace going. Number 107, Ask Ye What Great Thing I Know. Ask ye what great thing I know that delights and stirs me so. What the high reward I win, whose the name I glory in, Jesus Christ the crucified, who defeats my fiercest foes, who consoles my saddest woes, who revives my fainting heart, healing all its hidden smart, Jesus Christ the crucified. Who is life in life to me, who the death of death will be, who will place me on his right with the countless hosts of light? Jesus Christ the crucified. This is that great thing I know, this delights and stirs me so. Faith in him who died to save, him who triumphed o'er the grave, Jesus Christ the crucified. Amen. I haven't sang that in a while, and the Lord just kind of brought it to my mind for Monday. 
Ask ye what great thing I know. Well, it's Monday. And just a brief word of encouragement here before we sign off and hit the fields today. We are in, many of us believe, the early stages of a great awakening. Of course, you won't be able to actually tell that until we're well into a great awakening, or perhaps on the other side of long hints, our departure from this earth. But many of us are starting to believe we're in the very early days, which means two things. It means turn up the sowing, right? When you pray for rain and it starts to rain, what do you do? You pray for rain. And when you sow for a great awakening and you begin to move into the early stages of a great awakening, what do you do? You you sow more for a great awakening. You pray for rain. And what's what's important now is that many people just tune in at the next level. Many people, I mean, it's just so easy. When I talk about playing at religion, I just mean falling into the ruts of just predictable, routine religion. And we don't mean to do that, but it so easily happens. And we don't know what we don't know. And so it's just critical to wake up and to say, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. I love this story of Cornelius. I mean, here's a, a a centurion, a Roman centurion. So they starts it starts off with an unlikely story, but they tell us they're careful to tell us like this guy was. Uh, what does the scripture say? It says all he and all his family were devout and God fearing. It means they were awake. And then it says, he gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly, right? There's two markers of an awake person, not somebody who's just sort of tipping God and dropping a buck or two in the offering plate, but somebody who's giving generously, somebody who's ready at the ready to help someone in need. And someone who is praying, whose life has become a house of prayer. That's a sign of paying attention. And so I just want to encourage you today. There's a couple of ways to sort of send the signal that I'm ready to play. And we need, I mean, we need thousands upon thousands thousands of people ready to take assignments because when a when an awakening is afoot the lord is speaking all over the place and he's speaking in ways that are distinctive to different people and yet they're all coordinated and these things have a way of syncing up and this holy spirit generated collaboration begins to emerge and it's a beautiful thing I've seen that kind of thing in very small ways and at times kind of isolated, just patchy here and there. But we're seeing too much of it now to think 
you know, it's just exceptional. I think this is moving into a kind of norm. And so that's why we keep saying, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. He's pouring out his spirit. He's speaking. He's giving specific guidance. And and also one more thing before we go, just a lot of people are thinking, well, I mean, how do I, God doesn't speak to me, and how would I know it if he did? Well, just start paying attention and start trusting and taking risks. You know, it does, it's not an audible voice, but it could be, it's an impression usually, an inward impression. And just learn to trust that and take small risks on that. Take a step, do something. God will confirm it. This is how it works. So be playful, be risky, be bold, and believe he wants you in the game. He needs us playing on the field. So we look forward to hearing a lot of Holy Spirit stories in the coming days about how that's unfolding. And uh, for now, it's still Monday, guys. We got a week ahead of us in chapter 10 of Acts, and we got a week ahead of us in all the places that our lives will go this week. So. Get your seed. You're not going to run out. There's an unlimited supply. And throw it everywhere. The path, the rocks, the thorns, the sky. And you'll hit good soil. You never know quite where it'll be, but you can be guaranteed you're hitting good soil. Just look for that seed storm out there on the horizon. That'll be me out there. I'll be waving. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.